Hi, I'm Courtney Lundeen, and welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. Do you find yourself wishing you could have more moms, sisters, and friends encouraging you and pouring into you, inspiring you to live as the mom God has called you to be? Too often, our culture minimizes the role of motherhood, but I believe that being a mom is a high calling, and we're answering the call and stepping up to the plate. I love simplicity and efficiency, habits and routines, but my favorite part of life is being a mom. If you want practical strategies to lighten your load, simplify your life, let some things be easy, and make room for what matters most, you're in the right place. I'll remind you that every blessing and provision is God's and help you reflect that mindset in your homes and to your families. Thanks for joining me, friend. I'm glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this segment of the Elevate Motherhood podcast called Call Your Mom. In the Call Your Mom episodes, I interview some moms I know who have something unique that they are passionate about or are skilled in a particular area of motherhood that we can all learn from. I know it has been part of God's blessing in my life that I know a lot of great moms, and I want everyone who listens to this podcast to benefit from some of the great moms I know and have met. I want you all to be able to stand on the shoulders of some amazing moms, learn some biblical wisdom and practical strategies as we help each other. And of course, hopefully this goes without saying, but we don't have to be all the things. It's amazing that we know certain moms who excel in preparing food, certain moms who excel in teaching their kids how to read at a young age, certain moms who are great at hosting people in their home, and it's a little bit impossible for us to be all of the things. That's not the goal. But my hope here is that we can learn from moms who are great at certain things, and maybe we can pull some things from them, benefit from the knowledge they've learned the hard way. Hopefully some things will stick and help you or inspire you in your motherhood journey. So without further ado, here's our next Elevate Motherhood podcast episode, Call Your Mom segment. I am so excited to introduce you guys to my guest today. There are actually two guests joining us for this episode. They are twin sisters, Sam and Lindsay from Rise and Shine RNs, and they are postpartum nurses. They're moms with little ones, so we are so lucky to be learning from them and have their wisdom with us on the podcast today. We found each other on Instagram because we have similar missions of just helping moms navigate motherhood, stay positive, find the joy in it all. And Sam and Lindsay also say they want to glorify God through it all, which I love that too. And I know you guys will love hearing from them. So let's jump in. First, Sam and Lindsay, welcome to the Elevate Motherhood podcast. And first, go ahead and just tell us more about yourselves. Yes. Thank you so much. We're so excited. Um, We couldn't be more excited to be on here. When I found your podcast, I just started binge listening to the episodes. <laughs> They're so encouraging and I feel like you have so much good um, tips and I just loved listening to them. So we're so excited to be here. Thank um, you. So thank you so much. Yeah. And you. we also just love talking about anything mom, baby. So we're really excited um, to talk yeah, today. Before we get into what we really want to talk about, I like can't move forward without saying just a little caveat of like the morning leading up to this was basically pure chaos. And <laughs> Mine too, actually. Like, <laughs> obviously, like, even on a perfect day, you know, the logistics <laughs> and like moving parts of kids and here, there, whatever is just challenging in and of itself. But when everything seems to be going wrong, it's even worse. But I just was like, you know what? God wanted me to say this today because even in that, we just still can choose our attitude and choose our perspective. And I was driving our four oldest to my mom's house. Um, so they were over there for the afternoon, but I put on a worship song and I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to be stressed out. We're going to have a mm-hmm. good time. And 
it was wonderful because they're like, you know, Halloween is coming up and they've been like kind of fearful. And we've been talking about like fear. And um, I was listening to that song in the room by Maverick City. And it's like talking about Daniel. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know they, it was the first time I put it on. I didn't think they were listening. I just really did it for me. But they started clapping, all four of them, in the car ride. And I said, guys, do you know what this song is about? And they were like, yeah, it's about Daniel and the lion's den. And um, he got thrown in the lion's den, but the, the lions didn't eat him because God was with him. And God shut the lion's mouth. And I said, yes, oh. and who else is God with? And they were like, us. And so we don't have to be afraid. And it's like, if I oh. would just chosen to be like, Ugh, everything like I'm rushing. Mm-hmm. This is so stressful. Would have missed that moment with them. And I feel like it's just so important to remember, like everything's okay. And like, let's not miss these moments. It's such a blessing to be able to have these conversations with our kids. And so it just is like, I have to just encourage them. That's so yes. cool. Yes. I love that. Man, you guys, we were just meant to be friends because I love that kind of stuff too. I'm like, so much mindset is what we choose. And like you said, it's just all an opportunity to serve our kids and be the moms we want to be and we can miss it so easily. So it helps to like talk to like-minded people and get encouraged yes. and have our priorities. So I love that story. Good job. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> so, um, so okay. Guess- yeah. I want to hear like the twin yes. stuff from you because okay, I was okay. reading it and I was like, I can't even believe this. It's so cute. Yeah. Your story is so cute. <laughs> um, so we're Sam and Lindsay. She's Sam and I'm Lindsay. We always introduce Sam and Lindsay because she's the oldest by seven minutes. <laughs> we're identical twins. Um, we're super close. Like growing up, we are just the same in all the ways. And so we just did everything together. Um, we went to college together and went to nursing school together, which if you've been in in nursing school, it's like, that is so amazing to have someone to go through that with because it's so challenging. Um, so that was a blessing, but then we ended up getting engaged a month apart and we decided to have a double wedding, um, which was like literally for us, it was like a no brainer because, we're so similar. We are like super laid back. So like we knew like planning, we would want to have all the same things, the same style. We have all the same friends. So we shared bridesmaids and, um, our husbands, they didn't really want to be like the center of attention anyway. So they were happy to share the center of attention with someone else. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so, and we said, now you have no excuse, um, to remember our anniversary because you have someone to remind you every year. <laughs> so anyways, that, that was amazing. fun. So we got married together. And then when we, so we started working as RNs at different hospitals for a few years. And then recently now we're working at the same hospital on the same unit together. And it's just so fun. We couldn't be happier. Um, it's such a blessing. And also, um, we started having kids around the same time shortly after we started working as nurses. So, people always ask like, did you plan to have your kids at the same time? Because they range between one and four months apart. Um, our three sets. So we like <laughs> the answer is yes and no. Like if we could have planned it, we would have. Cause like how cool like, is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like so fun. But, um, I think it just naturally happened because we're just like on the same timeline. We're very similar. And so it just, God just blessed us to be able to get pregnant around the same time and have kids around the same time. So it's so fun. That um, is so funny. So yeah. I didn't even tell you guys this, but my mom was an identical twin <gasps> and her aunt or my aunt is like my other mom. And we grew up in the oh. same town. Me and my cousins were all, we weren't quite as close in age as your kids, but yes. we were all very much the same. And even still, I have like so many friends. I'm like, how do I know that girl? Oh, I think she's my cousin's friend or whatever. So oh my gosh, cool. I kind so of was know. like a product yes. of what you guys are yes. creating and it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, it's funny because with twins, so like we're identical twins. So technically our kids are not just cousins. Half. Genetically yeah. have siblings. Yes, exactly. I know that about my cousins too. I'm like, we're half biologically siblings at school. Yeah. That's so cool. Just like that's one so similarity fun. We share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so sweet. It's funny because even though they're like genetically have siblings, they look nothing alike because we always say like basically the biggest difference between us is our husbands. So they're literally complete opposites in looks and interests. So the kids don't look anything alike because the dads, but that's okay. That's so funny. That's so cute. So I love that you guys are just like in the thick of motherhood. You have little ones. I think your youngest are like under one, right? Oh, they're still yes. Yeah, they're five months and 10 months. 10 months. Yeah. Okay. And then you're also postpartum nurses. So you're speaking to our audience today as like moms, but also postpartum nurses and just like what a wealth of knowledge that is, which is like amazing. Um, I was just creeping on your Instagram, looking at all, it's so full of tips. Like there are so much information that is like so helpful to me even now. Um, My kids are a little bit older. Actually, I think my two are similar in age to your older two. I have um, a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Um, but you guys, yeah, yeah. So you guys had like baby sleep tips, breast milk storage tips, traveling with babies, just like such information that was like spelled out, like so easy to digest and absorb, which I just love that kind of stuff. I'm like, give it to me, give me the facts. I love that. So, um, for the moms who are listening and maybe like pregnant and expecting a baby soon, I was just curious to pick your brain. Like what is something that like your postpartum nurses like wish you knew maybe for like the first few days at the hospital or like, are there things you're like, I wish I could just tell every mom this. Yeah, no, I love that you're asking that question because it is so awesome that we can like speak into that and be like, okay, this is what you really need to know. (laughs) Um, First of all, like we just love educating our patients. So if you come in and you just really don't know anything, we're not going to judge you. (laughs) We're here to help. But what we really found is the moms that come in with at least like a little bit of basic knowledge are able to enjoy their experience more because they're less fearful and they're more confident because they kind of know what to expect. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think the biggest thing is like a fear of the unknown. And a lot of times, especially if you're a first time mom and you don't have the background like we do of working in it. You have no idea what to expect except for like Mm -hmm. what your friends have told you. And it could be like a horror story. So it's like, if you can just, we recommend like just having the basics of like, just, you know, a basic labor and delivery and basic postpartum stuff, just so that you can just go in and just be like, oh yeah, that's right. Like I was expecting that. And Mm -hmm. it's just not the fear, you know, if they know Mm -hmm. it's really not that bad. It's not that confusing. It's just like, you just don't know. Right. So that's part of our mission. Like if we can just give people a little bit more education so that they feel more confident starting Mm -hmm. out. Um, And I feel like two things that would be kind of surprising that I have seen in the hospital that I would recommend is to decide your pediatrician before you get to the hospital because you just – I feel like that's such an afterthought for some people Mm -hmm. Um, unless you're like super, you know, type A. I feel like it's kind of an afterthought. But – we actually have to know by 24, when your baby turns 24 hours old, we have to know your pediatrician um, for testing and everything. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's the last thing you want to worry about is like researching pros and cons and like, which one do we want to go to, which is closest True. to our house, right? When your baby's like just born. True. And it's unfortunate that we have to know that early, but um, that's how it goes. So if you can decide that in the nine months you're pregnant, that will be one thing that we feel like helps. And then the other thing is I always see people 
struggling like down to the wire to nail down their baby's name before they filled the birth certificate. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we just want to enjoy this time and make it as stress-free as possible. And you do not want to be arguing over names or like under the gun, like, oh my gosh, so nervous. Like I need to figure out this name. They're coming to collect the birth certificate and I don't know which name I get. <laughs> so we've seen that. And I feel like that you don't really think of those things, but those are two recommendations that we have to just have those ready or close to ready. Yeah, Some so people are being surprised by the gender. So you have to have a boy and a girl name. Um, yeah. Just nail it down so that you don't have a super long list because you just want to enjoy. And you're like running on adrenaline, no sleep. The last thing you want to do is be making those type of decisions. And also I would say like, um, don't overpack because you see all these people showing like their hospital bags of like, this is what I have in my hospital bag. And it's like so much stuff. And <laughs> we have the basics covered at the hospital. Like the whole point of coming to the hospital is like, if someone came in an emergency, we can deliver your baby. You're going to be fine. And we have the basics. Um, True. you know, obviously every hospital is a little different in what they provide, but in general, we have like the basics mm-hmm. covered, but I would focus more on just like a few little things that'll make you more comfortable. A lot of people, our patients love to have like their own pillow. Like you might want to have some snacks and you might want to have like your own comfortable nursing bra or like robe or something if you don't want our mm-hmm. gown. But don't pack like five of those. Pack like yeah. one or two. If you if something unforeseen happens and you have to stay a lot longer, it's not COVID anymore. Your husband can run up to the house and grab some stuff. But mm-hmm. when you come home from the hospital, the last thing you want to do is like have bags and bags of stuff to unpack. Like mm-hmm. just so stressful. I would recommend more like if you do have those cozy outfits that you want to wear postpartum, have them like washed and folded like in your room ready to go when you come home for that first week instead of like at the hospital. You know, that's a good tip. So yeah, these are good. <laughs> this is good. I like then, how to, you're like trying to help the moms like enjoy the moment, you know, like you're both saying, like, don't leave yourself some stress and don't bring too much stuff. You want to yes. just kind of be able to do what you need to do to give your baby full attention and all the extra yeah. stuff we think we need, but maybe we just like overdo it. <laughs> our mom always told us like balance. That was like always her key word. So we always try to remember that. It's like, yes, you want some stuff, but you don't want to overdo it. We always try to just like simplify, like let's make mm-hmm. our lives as simple as possible. Um, and I feel like that helps. But our yeah, that's my our that's last... my language. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> yes. Um, we would just say, too, if you think you want to breastfeed, which not every mom does, but if you do and you've never done before or you're a first-time mom, we do encourage you to like, at least research it, look into it a little bit, maybe take a class. It would be even better um, because mm-hmm. at the hospital, your nurses can help you, and a lot of hospitals have like lactation consultants even in, in there. Um, we have them like on our unit to visit the patients. But the thing is the first 24 hours, you and your baby are practicing feeding that whole time and you're already exhausted. And um, if, you know, we can't be in there for every feeding. And so it's so stressful for moms who have no idea what they're doing when they're like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, the baby's not latching and I have no idea what to do. They're exhausted mm-hmm. and they just want to feed their baby. So we found that the most successful moms that do choose to breastfeed, um, just have like a little bit of knowledge about it. Just so you're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And then we can help too. But yeah, it's like one of my good advice. If you are really sad in breastfeeding. I love that. I was like the really prepared one too. I had read like all the books and I was like, I am going to do this unless like an act of God comes and stops me from this. And I kind of had <laughs> been prepared that it could be hard. I feel like too, some, if you're not prepared, 
when it's hard, you might be more likely to take that mindset of like, this isn't for me. I can't do it. And like, of course, sometimes you really can't. There may be certain medical reasons that you can't, but just because it's tricky and hard, like if you're kind of expecting that, like in a positive way of like, I can overcome it, even if it's tricky. I feel like that mindset helped me, which is kind of what you're saying, but it is probably because I had read the books and asked like a million questions because I was like, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So you're like the perfect patient. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I really was trying to make sure that it could happen to the best of my ability, but I did plan ahead. So I'm glad that you guys are saying that too. I think because it breaks my heart when moms feel like overwhelmed and like they can't do something, but maybe a little bit of like reading your Instagram posts or reading some books and like stuff to be like, I'm prepared. Um, what comes my way can come, but I have done what I can to know like how to do it or, and like using the nurses. I mean, you guys, nurses were so helpful to me too, because you can read all you want, but then until there's like a real baby in your hand, you're like, okay, how does, what does this look like in real life? So you guys are so helpful and awesome. To remember that your nurse, like, I mean, most nurses, if they're like us, you feel like you really truly want to help your patient with what they want. So just mm-hmm. like totally be open to your nurse to just be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want? Like are, if you're struggling, yeah. do you still want to continue? Like, cause we just want to support you. True. And yeah. sometimes it's hard to like read your mind if you're not being, you know, it's just one of those times mm-hmm. where it's like a vulnerable spot for a lot of people and yeah. they feel uncomfortable because it's their first time, but we do want to help you and we just really want you to be successful at whatever your goals are. So yeah, just try to be as honest as possible so we can help. That's you good advice too, that, that you guys are there to help, but we have, you have to know what we want. So yes. that's good. That's good. Did you know Elevate Motherhood has an online course to help you get your home organized once and for all? Our plan will help you declutter your home and set up strategies and systems to simplify your life. You won't just have an organized pantry. I'll help you set up ways to foster independence for your children, make things more special for your family, and find answers to some sticking points you didn't realize you were living with. Together, we'll make space for what matters most. We offer a money-back guarantee that you'll love it and become more of the relaxed mom and welcoming host you've always wanted to be. For more information, head to CourtneyLundin.com. Podcast listeners get 20% off with code PODCAST20. And then what advice would you give moms that are heading home, especially now, like speaking as the mom too, but but what about the next few days of like newborn life? I know that you're really um, passionate about helping with sleep too. So maybe like, what are your kind of tips for, I guess, mainly your job is sleeping and eating for the next few days. So how would you speak to that? I mean, we're very passionate about sleep and about this because um, it just started when we were full-time nurses and we had our first babies and we were like, we're going back to work at 12 weeks. We want our babies to be sleeping through the night. Like that's going to be the best case scenario for everyone involved. So that was our goal. Like let's have our babies sleeping through the night by the time that we go back to work. Um, so that was our goal and that's what happened. And it was just so amazing to help us thrive. And so that's why we're so passionate about helping other people to do that. Yeah. We just never looked back since it was like one of the best things we could have ever done. And it just kind of fell into our lips. It's not like we set out to be like, okay, we're first time moms and we're just going to make sure our babies sleep. Like we didn't even know, I mean, babies sleep. Mm-hmm. It's like, we didn't know what that was, but, um, you know, we were like, okay, we just knew what we're going back to work. You know, it's not going to be mm-hmm. great for either of us if our baby's not sleeping through the night and someone's yeah. waking up and then having to work the next day. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, having that where we just feel like it helped our families thrive. We want to help that 
for other people. Yeah. Um, it's funny actually, because a lot of times our patients will be interested, you know, like, oh, do you have any kids or, you know, do you have mm -hmm. any kids at home? And the other day I was talking to a patient and she was like, so she found out I had three girls at home and she's like, oh my goodness. Wow. Bedtime must just be like a nightmare for you. And I was like, no, it's really not. It's like, I think it just is like one of those things where people just think like, there's no way it's like, it's just hard and it can mm -hmm. be, but I was able to tell her like, you know, we made a priority with each new baby that came that they would like be a good sleeper and then either continue to be good sleepers. And so even like on the hard days when you're like, oh my gosh, this is just like a rough day. It's nice to be able to look forward to that downtime at night. And you just know, like, of course things come up, babies are sick, things are happen. But for the most part, you know, and can rely on the fact that you can have those couple hours after your kids go to sleep to wind down, have time with your spouse, just relax mm -hmm. for a little bit. And then you can get a good night's rest. Your babies can get a good night's rest. You know that, you know, hopefully barring like sickness or anything, they're going to sleep through the night. You're going to sleep through the night and everyone's going to wake up rested and refreshed and just like nice to just have that, um, tend to hold on to on those rough moments. Yeah. And I love that you guys are like setting a goal. That was your goal. And you were probably like praying about it. And you're like, ex I like how you said you were expecting that to happen. And I feel like yeah. Maybe a lot of moms are like expecting the worst. They're thinking like, I have this baby. And I remember, so I did not prepare for baby sleep. That I stopped reading the books at like birth, breastfeeding. Like I didn't read anything about baby sleeping. Yes, yes. And everyone's question immediately is, how's your baby sleeping? And they're, they're well-intended family members or strangers or whoever you're encountering. They're like, how's it going? You're not sleeping at all, right? You know, that's what everyone <laughs> expects. And so I was kind of like... Yeah. I, I mean, I had a positive outlook and I was fine with it, but I was like very much struggling from lack of sleep. And around like six months, my husband was like, this isn't working. <laughs> like we were both like good attitude, mom and dad loving it. And like the lack of sleep for so long was like really affecting like just our our bodies, our minds and like everything mm -hmm. about it. So I love that you guys are trying to like intervene and help at that point because I probably would have helped me a lot if I would have met y'all sooner. So yes. that's well, cool. It is true that perspective helps, but sleep is so important. And like, there's a reason why, um, you know, it's so hard when people are sleep deprived, that's like a real mm -hmm. thing. And like, you are not running at all cylinders and it's just not ideal. Of course there's nights when like, Oh, it wasn't a great night and you're, you can mm -hmm. get through it. But if that's your regular thing, your family's it's just so hard for you to all thrive like that. But mm -hmm. we do have some practical tips when you come home from the hospital day one, we really recommend, cause you can, you know, obviously babies are not going to be on a sleep schedule or like a certain schedule mm -hmm. in the first couple months, probably, mm -hmm. but you can start laying the foundation day one. So our first tip is you want to make sure your baby's getting those full and frequent feedings. Um, you know, a lot of times with babies, like newborns, they want to like snack or just like have this little feeding and then they fall asleep. Um, mm -hmm. You want to make sure you focus on getting them a full feeding. So even if that means you have to undress them, you have to um, give them to someone else to hold for a minute, change their diaper, whatever it means to try to like just get them as full as possible, like an actual true feeding. And then you can let them sleep, but we want them to not sleep all day. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it just makes sense that they're going to sleep a certain amount of time in 24 hours. And if you're doing a lot of that during the day, they're going to do less of it at night. 
So Mm -hmm. really just trying to start thinking like full and frequent feedings and kind of making sure they're not oversleeping during the day um, is really a great way to start. Because they say never wake a sleeping baby, but sometimes you do have to wake a sleeping baby for the greater good. <laughs> if you want to Never wake them at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we do say, um, you know, obviously babies have to be fed even through the night. When you first come home, those first, even up to like two weeks, typically mm-hmm. around one to two weeks is when we see babies start to go back to their birth weight and start gaining instead of losing. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, while they're still in those first couple of weeks, you do have to wake them up every three hours. You, your pediatrician will tell you, and you need to feed them through the night. But mm-hmm. after those first couple of weeks, if your pediatrician says, Oh yep, they're back to birth weight, they're gaining, they're healthy. Then you can start to let them sleep and give you a little bit of consolidated chunks of sleep mm-hmm. at night but they're probably not going to do those consolidated chunks if they're sleeping a ton during the day and they're not eating full meals. So, okay. That's good. Those are good tips. Focus on that, like for the first couple months. And I feel like when you know that, you know, of course you will have that sleep deprivation, just part of it while they're doing those couple months when you're still waking them up. But if you have like a light at the end of the tunnel to know, you know, for us in our case, by 12 weeks, I'm going to be sleeping through the night again. You can Mm -hmm. really get through it because you know there's Mm -hmm. an end in sight. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. One thing for us was like nice. Sometimes our our maternity leaves overlapped. So we knew like, oh, like let me text Sam. Or Sam's probably up doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like you feel so alone sometimes when you wake Mm -hmm. up. It's pitch black. You only want to wake. You feel like the whole world is sleeping. You're so exhausted. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is just horrible. And it starts to drain mentally. But just um, for us, just a simple thing that helped us was just remembering like, if it's not Sam, like somebody, other moms in the world are up to, like mm-hmm. we're all up during the night early on feeding our babies yeah. and you're not alone. It helps to mm-hmm. put more perspective. Like, okay, I'm not the only one. It might feel like I'm the only one, but mm-hmm. moms all around the world are doing the same thing. So you're not alone. Yeah. That's kind of a sweet thing to think about too. It's like you're this little like community, even if you're not together, thinking about there's other moms that have always done this and are doing this right now yes. too. That's sweet. That's sweet. Absolutely. Yes. And we also recommend... Um, Because babies probably can be in your room at the first part of them. And it's nice to kind of think about having like a convenient area in your room with diapers and wipes and anything you might need when they wake up. I think a lot of people get so focused on the nursery, which is so fun, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to be in there much for their first couple months of life, most likely. So trying to make sure your room feels comfy, cozy, and really make it easy on yourself. Just have everything right where you need. So when you wake up and you're like bleary eyed and stuff, it's just like you can just easily go through the motions and it's all right there. Kind of make sure you have a good good spot in your room. And if all else fails, take a shower. It's literally <laughs> like life changing. Just get in the shower, like give your baby to the dad or whatever for a little bit and just like take a minute. I feel like that you feel so much better. Yeah, that's good. Always. Yeah, <laughs> that's good tips. And like snacks. I feel like when I was nursing, mm-hmm. I would like go to bed and I would bring like all these different protein bars or like snacks with me. And I would like now it's funny to think like I would never wake up in the middle of the night now that I'm not nursing and like eat that much <laughs> while I'm sleeping. But like during that time, I was just like so hungry. I always had to have a snack like every single time. <laughs> That's a great yes. idea and something to look forward to when you wake up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially breastfeeding. You need a lot of protein and like a lot of hydration. 
Mm-hmm. Water. Like someone gave my sure. husband that advice. Like every time she starts nursing, bring her a water. I don't even remember who said that to him, but he just like took that on as like his job. Aww. And like, I was always so thankful for that too. Like yes. every time I'd sit down to nurse, he'd like, bring me a water. Oh, like, sweet. Great. <laughs> wow. That's so awesome. Yeah. And um, one thing I have in common with both of you is that we worked out of the house and still breastfed and like pumped and nursed. And I know that is kind of its own thing. Like some people never pump or they only pump or, you know, but it's a huge part of the whole feeding your baby thing. So what are some tips? I know you guys, I think are still in that season. So like if breastfeeding is going well and you're like about to start leaving your baby more, like what, what then, what do you do to prepare? It's a great question. It's such a good question because I feel like when you're first pregnant and you know you want to breastfeed, all you think about is breastfeeding. And you forget if you are going back to work like a lot of moms are, um, you do have to keep that in mind early on so you can make a plan for it and be successful to start pumping. Um, Mm -hmm. We usually recommend between two and three weeks to offer a bottle if you are going to be pumping um, because you don't want your baby to be so unused to a bottle nipple that they won't take it when you go back to work. And that really is going to cause stress. Um, so between two and three weeks is usually a good sweet spot of breastfeeding is well established by that point. So you're not going to risk nipple confusion. Um, but it's early enough that they'll get used to the bottle. So you don't have to really do it frequently. Um, Mm -hmm. just as long as baby takes to it, just do it a few times before you have to go back to work and just do it in that two to three week frame. We have a bottle on our Instagram that we recommend that's super um, successful at kind of mimicking the mom so that the baby can latch onto it better. Um, And then another thing that a lot of people don't think of is like, okay, I'm exclusively breastfeeding. So how much would my baby take in a bottle? Yeah, Um, that's true. So the one thing we usually recommend is 24 ounces in 24 hours. So how many times does your baby eat during the day? And we divide 24. So say your baby eats four times, divide 24 by four, and you can try six ounces as a starting point per feeding okay. um, as just somewhere to gauge to good start. starting point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see, plus or minus what your baby takes, but it's a good, that's always worked for us. That is, that is helpful because I feel like that is so true when you're nursing, you don't have any idea of ounces. And then all of a sudden you're going back to work. You're worried about them taking a bottle. And all of a sudden you're thinking, is five ounces enough? Is four ounces? Like you yes. start to have that number in your mind that is a whole nother layer layer of stress. Yeah. So like, like if you don't want to waste milk. You don't want to overfill their bottle mm-hmm. and then they're not drinking all that would be sad. And then you don't want to underestimate and then they drink it all. And you're like, okay, I think they're good. But if they didn't get a full feeding, then that really throws them off. So, mm-hmm. and then they're up all a, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that. <laughs> so, twenty-four ounces in twenty-four hours, and just do the math. Okay, and then how did it go at work? Like, I mean, you guys are on a. I mean, your job has to be, I would assume, accommodating to you guys, since that's kind of what you guys do. Yeah. But I feel like that's another thing I had to learn or other, or or my friends will say, you know, you kind of have to be assertive and say like, this is the time I need, or you have to make yourself take the break. That can be kind of hard for moms. So absolutely. And while they are accommodating, because like, you know, we have pumps at the hospital so we can use their pumps. It's like on our unit. Um, That's awesome. And they are accommodating, you know, they have to allow us to do it. But 
in real life, how that plays out isn't always mm-hmm. ideal because we're busy. You know, busy, sometimes yeah. like the last shift we had together, we just worked. We barely had to drink. We sat down for lunch at 4 p.m. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're going to get a headache because we haven't had enough coffee. We need to pump. We need to eat. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. when it actually comes. Yeah, that's literally just happened to us. It's like, okay, so yeah, you do have to be assertive because then we were getting more patience and we just had to say like, we just have to eat and pump really quick. And then mm-hmm. they had to wait for a minute. You know what I mean? So like you do have yeah. to be assertive anywhere you're at just to say like, you know, they're not reading our minds. They weren't trying to be rude. Like we know you didn't get a break, but you have to do this. They just mm-hmm. didn't know. So just right. letting them know we haven't had our break yet and we have to pump. So is it okay if we just do that? And then we'll come right out. Um, mm-hmm. you but know, trying to, so we thought let's, how do, how can we simplify and make it simpler and quicker? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it is a hassle when, I mean, electric pumps are great, but when you have to clean everything and then you have to plug yourself in, you have to find an outlet you have mm-hmm. to pump for 15 minutes at least. Then you have to unconnect yourself, clean everything again. It's like, then mm-hmm. what if someone calls you in the middle of all that? What do you do then? And so yeah. one of our best tips is to really invest in a hand pump. And I say invest, they're so cheap, like 20 or 30 bucks. But that has been a game changer for us. We started doing that with our third just the last time we went back. Mm. And Oh my gosh. If you've never used a hand pump, it is a lifesaver because we can just, even if we only have five minutes, we can just run, grab our hand pump. There's nothing to plug in. There's nothing to do. You just put it on, Mm. start pumping. And even if you can just pump for five minutes and that's all the time you have, it's better than nothing. And Mm -hmm. there's not a bunch of parts to clean. It's so simple. And so we feel like that has helped us going back this time to really be more doable, you know? Yeah, that's smart. That's helpful too. And it gets you out of that uncomfortable feeling. Like sometimes if you wait too long, it's like actually a physical problem where you're like feeling so full and uncomfortable. I know that can lead to other problems. So that I didn't do that, but I'm thinking that would have been good, especially in those times when you're like, I don't have time, but here I am stressing about it. Maybe you could just do that, like you said, and get your, buy yourself a little bit more time. And even if you're not going back to work, but you have an event to go to, or like we went to a wedding recently and um, we just grabbed our hand pump and a cooler bag and a bottle and just threw that in the car. And we were just going to pump one time and leave it in the cooler bag. So Mm -hmm. it works for events. Um, if your power goes out, (laughs) you can use it. Um, it just really, I feel like for 20 bucks, however much it costs is just Mm -hmm. been so awesome. Yeah, that's smart. And I had to pay like the upgrade fee to get the one that was chargeable where I didn't have to plug it in. And I've told my friends that too. I'm like, even for the regular pump, that's one less thing. Like if you're thinking $100 is a lot or whatever the difference is, if you think about all the times for like a year that you're going to do that, you're like, would I have paid a dollar per time to like not have to be sitting by the wall? Yeah. Like I was like, I was so glad that I did that too. So that's kind of like an in-between if you don't have the hand pump, I mean, yes. still get the hand pump, but that's another way to kind yeah, of like that's an option that's make great. it easy. Yes. Yeah. Make it easier. So when you yourself. went back to work, what was your experience like? Where did you work? Yeah, I work at a pharmacy and they were very accommodating. We have a little room that's not the bathroom. I know some moms mm-hmm. like you have nowhere to go. So, and my boss was very, um, great about it. Like they were never like burdened by me or made me feel bad or anything, thankfully. But like you said, we're busy all the time. So me having to step aside, like there was always something waiting on me that I had to like step away from. So that just made me feel bad as just like a coworker, you know, like, okay, I have to go. But I tried to tell myself like, 
I'm sticking up for my baby right now. Like, you know, it's hard to like stick up for myself, but if I'm like this little tiny humans depending on me and I need to go do this really quick, like, and yes. it always goes by faster than you think. And then you're right back there. And like, yes. I was always very, like tried to be very nice to my coworkers. Like, I'm so sorry, but thank you so much for giving me the time. Like, you know, like being grateful that they yes. were, you know, working with me when I had to step aside so many times. And yes. I had a chargeable one. So I would even like, I, this is probably not a safe thing, but I would like even pump in the car on the way there um, to work <laughs> as just like kind of insurance to myself to like gave me yes. that peace of mind of like, it was almost like an extra one, but I was yes. telling yes. myself I did this now. So I don't have to be stressed later if yes. I get rushed and like, I don't yes. get to do the one before I leave or whatever. Yeah. And one other quick thing I would say that we always find ourselves doing is if you don't like us the other day, if you don't have time to get water and food and coffee when you need it, um, when you sit down to pump, make sure you have those quick things that you can have there. Grab a water and like mm-hmm. beef jerky or a cheese stick or a body armor or whatever high protein and lots of hydration. You can just do it while you're pumping. It's better than nothing. So make sure you're getting it in sometime. Yeah, that's smart. So you're not having a lunch break and a pumping break. You're just yeah. kind of like helping <laughs> well, yourself all at once. That's what we're good at. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, okay, I'm, I was thinking on the way here, I didn't even um, prepare you guys for this, but I'm wondering since I have only two kids and sometimes I think my audience, you know, they're like, it's relatable to have a mom, but then I don't have three. So the moms are three. Is there anything you guys have learned in this past year or like what what advice would you give to a mom to kind of like make your life easier when you have now you have your third. Is there anything like you've kind of overcome this um, year? Well, I would just say like you never negate how many kids you have. Like once you're a mom, you're yeah. a mom. And That's just because I have three kids, I don't really feel like I'm – I feel like I'm similar busyness to when I had two kids because mm-hmm. those two were closer in age together, the same as yours. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a challenging time in its own way. And in some ways, I feel like it's a little easier introducing a third baby because – the other older two are not so dependent and they can keep mm-hmm. each other company. So, um, yeah. So each consecutive kid does not make really much of a difference in that yeah. way. Once you're a mom, I feel like you're just a mom and you're just a multitasker no matter what. But, mm-hmm. um, I would say like more perspective is the biggest thing I learned having a third kid. Um, the morning for me is a challenging time that I've been trying to, um, work on. I'm just, I'm not a morning person despite, when I go to work, I do have to be there at 7 a.m., but mm-hmm. I'm just not a morning person. That's why I work nights for so long, I think. Um, it's a challenging time for me because while Sam and I were both talking, like you wake up and you just start seeing endless things that you could do on your to-do list. You just walk around and just it's just tailing up in your head as you walk around mm-hmm. in the morning. Like I haven't even had my coffee yet. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I see 10 things that could be done right now. And, um, and the kids are running around, they need breakfast. It's like all at once. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my mom I would say like a couple weeks ago because we were just talking about this struggle. And she told me when I was a young mom and you guys were little, I would play, sing that song, rise and shine and give God the glory. And I would say that in the morning when I wake up and till it became a habit. And every morning I would just say it as a habit that would help me in the morning. And I was like, that really just hit me um, because I thought like, we obviously think of us now. So we just knew that was a fun song growing up that our mom taught us. Mm-hmm. And now we literally named our, our Instagram account rise and shine. And because it's, it made such an it's impact. So like, oh, and did our mom think, Oh, I'm, I'm, sh-, she was just trying to help herself during a struggle mm-hmm. and see how God can take even your struggles and just, wow, what a difference that made as a child. 
And so I just mm-hmm. feel like that perspective and that reminder of like, even if you're struggling, God can use that in your kids. And mm-hmm. really just to be thankful, like sometimes I'll just stop and I'll just say, if I'm getting overwhelmed, everyone's safe and healthy. Mm-hmm. And I just need to like, just remember that and just realize all these little things that stress you out and that are overwhelming you. It's in the big scheme of things, it's all going to work out and you're going to figure it yeah. out. And so I feel like perspective is the biggest thing that I've learned with the third mm-hmm. one, because it's like, you just, you can't just do it all. Like you do your best and you try to simplify and you try your best, mm-hmm. but sometimes it just doesn't work out. And I just feel like That's that perspective so really helps. And I would That's say sweet. just one thing about motherhood in general is like the idea of just taking control of your motherhood. And, you know, if there's something you don't like about it or what's happening, then change it because Mm -hmm. ultimately you're in control. And I feel like it's very easy to fall into that pitfall of like victim mentality when your mom, like no one's listening to me. I never get a break, you know, Mm -hmm. but all that does is make things worse. It doesn't help anything. And when you can realize that you get to take control and make it what you want to be. Mm-hmm. It's such a gift to be like, you know what? I'm in control of the environment of my house. I'm in control mm-hmm. of the rules I set. Um, you know, you're yeah. not obviously in control of everything your child chooses to do or what their behavior is. But if they do something that you, you know, wasn't correct, you are in control of whatever that consequence is, whatever that means for you. But mm-hmm. you don't need to just like lay by and like let things happen to you. So yeah, I would just encourage so people like if you don't like something, just change mm-hmm. it. And like I feel like knowing that can allow you to just have more patience and just like not get quite as heated because it's not happening to you. Just mm-hmm. change whatever you don't like, you know. And I feel like that's what I yeah. love too about your um, Instagram and your podcast because it's like instead of fighting against the things that culture is telling us that's so hard about being a parent, Mm -hmm. just embrace it and make it enjoyable and make it Mm -hmm. meaningful. And I I just feel like every time I listen to your podcast, that's just what I'm reminded of because I feel Mm -hmm. like you can get these things in your head. Like people always tell you that like when you're pregnant, you better sleep now because you're never going to sleep again until the kids are 18. And I just feel like it's sometimes such a negative mindset around Mm -hmm. motherhood. And that's why things like your account and your, what you're doing to help moms is so important that we just rally together to remind moms that let's embrace Mm -hmm. it and just enjoy it. Yeah. That's so sweet. You guys are so wise. I'm just, all the stuff you just said, I'm like, yes, I'm so glad the listeners get to hear that because like you said, it just helps to hear it and you get to choose it and you're, it's, it's how lucky are we, how blessed are we that we're in this position. And like you said, instead of being reactive, um, we can pick our mindset. That's so sweet about your mom. And like, like you said, she was doing that partially for herself. And like, that's what God's been teaching me lately is like so much of parenting. If I don't know what to do with my kids and like, but I do know what to do with me. And so even her singing that song, you said, maybe she was singing it for herself. Maybe she was singing it for the kids. We don't know, but it was both. And like how you're old adults now, your moms, yourself, and you still remember that song that your mom always played. And the mindset that she chose. So what we do right now is like so powerful, even if we just think we're playing a song so we don't lose our mind while we're waiting on the car to get loaded up or whatever. We're singing this song because we're choosing it. Who knows that our kids, they'll still be thinking about that in 30 years. That's so cool to think about that. You guys are so sweet. Yes. I can tell you have great families and the stuff you're saying about your mom too. Like it's so cool. It's, it's something that she's already passed down and now all the listeners are hearing from her from you it's just so cool yes yes i love it so it's so nice that like 
we had that, that she could really help us to um, embrace our motherhood. And she didn't even realize, but it's like, mm-hmm. even for people that don't have that, it's mm-hmm. okay because, you know, we're telling you right now, like you can get yeah. other ways. So yes, just, exactly. And I was just telling Sam, cause my mom's mother passed away before she had any children. And so she, I was like thinking she was such a big influence in our, mm-hmm. our mothering, but yet we have all this wisdom from her that I know she gleaned a lot of it just from God and just from prayer because she didn't have a mother yeah. um, example when she had little yeah. kids. Yeah, like God comes through for you no matter what. If you're looking for him, like you said, we can find to be a product of our circumstances or we can say, no, we're going to do this how we know to do it and how God's telling us to do it. So that is so cool. You guys are so wise. And thank you so much for your time and all your tips and your wisdom. Um, It's so encouraging to me to hear moms that I don't even know until now. I didn't even know you guys. I'm like, look at you doing your thing up there, like changing the world. So that is just so cool. Um, and what a blessing it is for everyone listening. So I know all of the people listening are like, how can I get more from these girls? So tell me what would be the best way to find you like on Instagram probably, right? Yeah. Instagram is where we're mostly at. We're just rise mm-hmm. and shine our ends. Um, and we also have a website that you can go to on our Instagram bio. We have a little freebie there for people just of like cool. frequently asked questions that people always ask us. So go there if you want to see that. And we have like highlights full of stuff on our Instagram. So come say hi to us. If you have a question, DM us, come see us in stores. We'd love to share our life with you guys. Perfect. Yeah. You guys are a really fun follow. So I'll link to all that in the show notes for this too. So everyone can find you quickly. So thank you guys again so much for being here. It was truly an honor and I'm just so glad that we got to connect. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Before we close, I would love to say a little prayer and blessing for you. Dear Lord, thank you so much for these listeners. Thank you that you love us, that you love our families. Thank you that you have called us to be moms and you equip us and give us grace for each moment. Let us always trust you, look to you, and follow the calling that you have on our lives. Let everything we do before your glory, Lord, in your son Jesus' name, amen. If you want more of the Elevate Motherhood podcast, find us on Instagram. I'm able to share more there of the day-to-day life than I am here on the podcast. Also, Elevate Motherhood has a blog and a Pinterest, so check us out there too. I will share those links for you in the show notes. Thanks for being here, friends. Until next time, let's elevate motherhood. Motherhood.